Yo, what is going on, people? Welcome to the Uncovered Podcast with Nick and Femi. I'm Nick. And I'm Femi. We're both experienced mental health clinicians, and we're going to be your hosts today. That's it. And this is going to be far from a clinical experience. Mm-hmm. Think of it more as an open and honest coffee date with a couple of your best mates. Exactly. And I hope that I'm your best mate, but we can have Nick there too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll delve into some super relevant topics. Modern day mental health, and where you can get some insight from experts, people who've lived it, and also we can get a little bit of our knowledge too. So please, kick back, relax, continue your daily commute, cleaning, or whatever it is that you're doing, and enjoy this episode of the Uncovered Podcast with Nick and Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, aunties and uncles, dogs in a cafe, how are we? Welcome to the Uncovered Podcast, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? Yo, 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 not much, not much, man, how you going? Uh, I'm good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you know, you, you know. know. It's if a bit sticky. You know, you know. Right, let so. them know how you're feeling, but like, obviously, I'm going into too much detail. But you know, we're yeah, a vulnerable yeah, look, community. It, look, you know what it is. Like right now, it's been you know, you have good times, you have bad times. It's definitely a struggle, uh, a period in my uh, struggle season right now. Yeah. So you know, but it is what it is at the end of the day, and you know, we're getting through it. It's all, it's all positive. So. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably look. I won't make the. I had a few more questions to follow up, but I won't make the whole podcast about you because this is definitely the last thing that it's about. I today. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't say the last, but yeah, (laughs) definitely, definitely, definitely. It's definitely about someone that's a little bit more interesting than I am for sure Mm. to this podcast. So, um, I won't introduce them because I think that they'd probably do a much better job at introducing themselves. So. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the amazing Kadine. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you both? Very well. Very, very, very well. Um, welcome to the Uncovered Podcast. How are you going? Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm great today. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm really, really excited to have this conversation because we're going to be delving into a modality that I haven't actually had much experience in myself. So this is going to be coming from a place where I'm like genuinely curious, going to be asking you all these questions and just trying to like, further understand what's happening and how much we can help other people as well with this particular practice. And I guess the way that we can start it is that I just want you to kind of tell us about, you know, who you are. I know you're a big um, believer in EFT. Do you want to explain to the audience what that is? Sure. So who I am? Well, I'm Cardine, obviously. I'm an accredited social worker. I'm an advanced EFT practitioner and I provide EFT training around Australia. EFT in its most basic form is it's an evidence-based stress reduction technique and it's been shown to be really useful for anxiety, stress, cravings, trauma, severe post-traumatic stress disorder, fears, phobias, anything really that's holding us back. Uh, A beauty of the technique is it's so flexible people can learn to do the basics on themselves at home after just one session with a practitioner. As a practitioner we can work on much deeper levels of trauma with people and we can also use the technique in group work. So it's a very flexible technique and a really exciting technique when you see the results. Yeah, yeah. And I know that there's so many different type of modalities out there. There's like CBT, DBT, ACT. What made you fall in love with EFT? The results. The results that I saw for myself, I just knew I had to uh, really chase EFT and learn as much as I could about it so I could share it. The results I got from EFT for myself far excelled any other technique I've used over years of living with complex post-traumatic stress. Mm, mm, mm. That's really interesting. So let's take a step back because I want to understand a little bit about 
how did we get here? What's your story and why are we even sitting in this room, right? So like how did we actually get to this point? Sure. So when I was 25, I had a massage therapy business. I was teaching massage. And then all of a sudden I couldn't work anymore. I was having anxiety attacks in the middle of massages and that that increased and my exhaustion also increased and I've discovered that if I did dishes I wouldn't be able to do anything for the rest of the day. Mm. So I had to give up everything, literally give up everything. And at one stage um, it even affected my eyes and I couldn't see for six weeks. Mm. It was a... A really pretty scary time at first, but I, cu- I couldn't go from a 50-hour week to nothing. Mm. So I decided to go to TAFE and do community services. And I used to drag myself there and fall asleep and it took me twice as long to complete it. But after double the time, I did complete it. And then I thought, well, you know, what's next? What's next, Cardine? So I knew I could get a year off uni. I could get credits. So I thought I'll give that a go. But at uni I went from excelling, like being at the top of my class, to failing. And it would take me about 10 attempts to read a single sentence to make any sense of what it said. And I knew something just wasn't right. And I'd chat to doctors about it and they had no idea uh, what was going on. And one day I came across uh, this term fibro fog. And um, I'm like, well, what's that about? And I just discovered a research paper on fibromyalgia that compared a healthy brain with uh, the brain of uh, someone with fibromyalgia. And what they discovered is uh, people with fi- living with fibromyalgia have on average reduction between um, 8 to 12% in grey matter in their brains. And they theorised that was because of really high levels of the stress hormone cortisol mm. and that impacting the, the brain and its function. And I thought, well, okay, so I know what it is now. What can I do about it? And so I found ways to manage my stress, like meditating before I'd go to sleep and different strategies to lower the cortisol. And then one day I was searching online and came across EFT. I'm like, wow, what's that about? Emotional freedom techniques. I'll have a look at that. I read it and I just knew I had to learn it. And at the first training, it was really amazing, I picked this – Really traumatic event, but I thought I'd worked on it, totally done that. Hours and hours of counselling, years of counselling on that one, all good. But no, once we started the process, all this nausea came up, all these body sensations and emotions that I'd buried down for years and I almost vomited. (laughs) I was really happy about that because I'm like, wow, all that trauma my body was holding on to, how good is that to be gone now? And then... The next day I remember sitting on the grass in the sunshine and it was like every cell in my body was dancing to the sunlight. And that, that lasted like about four days every time <laughs> I was in the sunlight. It's not really unusual. I've not had that since. But I thought, wow, if I can get that result for me, what results can I get with other people? Mm. And so that's what took me on my EFT journey and became so passionate about it because I didn't have to, we didn't have to share a story with EFT. We worked on emotions and mm. physical sensations. So that's one of the things that's incredible about it because so many therapies, as you know, require talking and yeah. living the event. And that, that doesn't actually help a person because it just keeps rewiring their brain with that traumatic memory. But with EFT, when we're working with trauma, we can remember that incident but not re-experience that trauma. Right. 
Okay. Mm. So I think you mentioned, or maybe like just, well, EFT involves tapping, right? That's right. So do you want to explain a little bit more about what like that tapping actually is? Yes, sure. So EFT combines Western knowledge of psychology with Eastern knowledge of the meridian or um, the energy system in our bodies. So you think of acupuncture, uh, they have a whole meridian system that they identified like 2,000 years ago and they were able to identify acupuncture points that we can now scientifically measure. So we use a specific set of those acupuncture points while thinking of the really painful, shitty, horrible stuff that we want to change in our lives. Mm. And what happens when we do that, it stops the fight or flight reacting to that thing. Mm. And we know with research that when we tap on those uncomfortable things, the amygdala, instead of firing off and sending messages to the rest of the fight or flight system, hey, hey, we're under threat, it actually releases that trigger. Mm. So you don't have that trigger anymore. Right, right, right. And how does that help with physical pain? Because I know that obviously like we're talking about cortisol, for for example, and, uh, you know, we're in physical pain. A lot of the, the response that we receive from cortisol comes from pain sensation as well. So what does EFT, how does that help with pain? Well, the beauty of EFT it works on the mind and the body at the same time. Mm. So if we have a physical pain, we will have an emotional response to that pain. Mm -hmm. Same as if we have a, an emotional response, whether it's happy or sad or pain or a, a painful emotion, our body will respond to that. Mm. So in EFT, we see them as totally connected. Mm. So I could work on just body sensations when people think about, say, a car accident and not even work on the accident and they'll get a reduction in the emotions as well as the physical. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's the beauty. We can just work on the physical and get a reduction in pain. And sometimes that reduction in physical pain can be instant or like for myself, if I use it, say, for a sore neck, often I'll go to sleep and then wake up the next day and I'll feel a lot freer. But most of the time in a session you can get a reduction within that session, even for physical pain. And because you're helping the emotions as well, it also helps you to cope with the pain or whatever's going on for you. Mm. So you mentioned earlier about energy frequencies, right? Yeah. So why is it so important? Like what, are, what what's, what's that about? Because I'm not too sure about that. Sure. Um, so do you want to explain a little bit more about like why energy frequencies are so important? Absolutely, because we're electrical beings. Every cell in our body is electricity. You know, if you go and look further and further into our cells, we are actually light. We're electricity. That's why we can measure nerve conduction. That's why we can measure our brain function, where our heart rate. It's all done by electricity because we're electrical beings. And because we're electrical beings, we interact with electricity around us. That's why when we have um, Wi-Fi around us all the time, it's not necessarily good for us. And if you think about that humans as a natural being, we're actually meant to be in nature, mm. not in concrete all the mm. time. Studies show us if we're barefoot on the grass, the earth draws out the excess electricity and then therefore reduces our anxiety just by being barefoot on the grass. Yeah. And in modern society, one of the reasons why we have that anxiety is we're so unattached to our natural being, which is 
on the grass, on the ground. Yeah. You know, that's our natural state of being. And so anxiety will increase because we have too much of that um, increasing. Yeah. Um, and when there's an imbalance in our body like that, then our body's not at its peak. Mm. When we're in the sunlight, that's really important because you have the whole light spectrum in the sunlight. Yeah. And we, we are light. When you look at our bodies from a scientific level, we're more space than anything. Mm. Yeah, that's very interesting because I've seen like the socks I think I've heard of before where that you use that in terms of your energy and grounding yourself a little bit more as a little technique. Yes. But I think a lot of us, we struggle with trying to measure the intangibles and energy for some can be viewed as an intangible. It's like, well, how do I actually measure my energy? So how do people do that? Like how can we know there's an imbalance with our energy frequencies? Yeah, so I guess there's two ways of looking at that. That's us as everyday beings mm -hmm. and then – from a scientific level, can we measure? If we were to look at, say, the, the grounding example, just because we're already on that, mm. how we would measure just as average people is do we feel better when we're actually barefoot on the ground connected to nature? That's how we would measure on a personal level. Mm. In science, I have a study uh, at home. It's actually in my ebook online. And they look at the, the blood of someone with high blood pressure and 40 minutes on the ground barefoot after the, all the, um, the platelets have divided again. Instead of being stuck and thick, the, the blood has changed and that's measurable mm. just with being on the ground. Yeah, that's excellent. That's actually really interesting. It's actually crazy sometimes when you think about the – the little things that we do that we don't take attention, we don't pay attention to. That's right. That make all the difference in the world, right? So like, those little things, getting sunlight at the right time mm. for your skin type, mm. having time without glasses on in the sun because we absorb a lot of the vitamin D and the frequencies from the sun mm. through our eyes and through our skin. So the slip, slip slop, slap is all great when it's really hot, but – we actually need bare skin in the sun to absorb all of those light frequencies that actually benefit our healing mm. and help to harmonise our frequency system, if you want to see it as that, or our energetic system. Mm. It's those little things that add up and can really make a difference. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's excellent. Well, uh, you know, we're going to hold that thought, go for a quick ad break, um, and then we're going to come back with more... More questions. I have a lot more questions about this. So yeah. we'll, we'll be right Don't back. Wait. If you're going through a tough time and you're looking for some support, maybe a podcast is not the best place for you. Yeah, exactly. And mental health can be a bit tricky and support should always be personalized. So we created the Recharge Program to do exactly that. So the Recharge Program is your one-stop shop for all things mental health support. It's an online program that allows you to have the best and most experienced clinical experts at your fingertips without the intimidating kind of setting of a clinical approach. Exactly. So this is how it works. We match you up with the best counsellor for your needs. You get one-to-one -one time with your own mental health nurse, over 200 plus minutes of content, weekly workshops with us, and guest experts in different fields such as emotional eating, anger management, addiction, and more. So usually this will cost an arm and a leg, but we've worked really hard to give you payment options for as cheap as about 30 bucks a week. So if this resonates with you, jump onto rechargewellness.com.au and click get started to talk to our team and see if this is right for you. So that's rechargewellness.com.au. Uh, I wanted to understand, so we spoke a lot about healing trauma and you spoke about the tapping, being able to 
it brought up a lot of emotions physically and, and also um, a lot of reactions physically. Sorry. So about your uh, tra- traumatic experience. So what actually is trauma and mm. how do people recognize that they have trauma? Because I think that's the big thing. A lot of people feel unless it's like a super, you know, quintessentially horrific um, incident, people don't recognize that they have any trauma. So do you want to talk to a little bit about that? Sure. So when we talk about trauma, we can see it as different levels or different types of trauma. I guess we have those big traumas that we see in post-traumatic stress disorder from a life-threatening event or an event that we feel like our life has been threatened Mm. or someone that we care about has been threatened can set that up too. Um, But then there are the smaller traumas. It might be just from one car accident can set up a trauma response for someone and they might have trouble, say, sleeping or feel really anxious if they get into a car. Mm. Or it could be just something... Um, even as simple as say you have a parent who's really scared of bugs Mm. and you become scared of bugs and that develops into a phobia. Mm. Well, that is really a type of trauma because you've developed this irrational fear over this fruit fly, say, that can't actually hurt you. Mm. Um, Or you might have an experience of being a child and dropping your ice cream on your ground and your, your parent has become really upset and you've made a decision about yourself. So an example of that I've seen in my practice is I had a client who was about to turn 60 in two weeks' time and she was convinced she was going to die as soon as she turned 60. And she thought it was a premonition. But once we started using EFT, she had a memory come up of her mum saying to her when she was about five years old, oh, you know, you're going to be dead at 60 because, you know, you were sick as a baby and affected your heart. So the five-year-old self didn't Mm. keep the context. It just kept, you're going to be dead at 60. Mm. So we resolved that. She she became aware of where that belief actually came from. And so she was able to release that trauma from that. And the next week she started clearing up her house. She had let let the house just go into a total state because she was convinced she was going to die. She was looking at places to move. She started living again. Mm. But this one trauma... I see it as a trauma because it affected her whole life. Just from one statement her mum made, she made a decision, I'm going to be dead at 60. Mm. And I see that as a trauma because it affected her whole life. Yeah, I find that very interesting because like even with our approach and even in the hospitals as well, like everything's trauma informed because I think like you were saying, there's the big kind of ones that is easily identifiable, like any distressing experience, maybe that's war, maybe a bit of abuse. That's something that people tend to associate with it. But we don't really recognize like the minor things because we don't just feel these ways or we don't just develop these things for no reason they've come from somewhere absolutely and it's really really important to be able to understand that like you were saying like fears of cars that's trauma from something maybe it was an accident or uh, even like a silly example for me was that when i used to ride skateboards and i grazed my knee on a skateboard i after that that's when i gave up and i haven't been on a skateboard since there's a trauma that's associated with skateboards so i think that everybody's got it and it's really really important to understand but i think the big question is that now that we understand that everybody's got trauma how do we heal from it because it's so individualistic everyone's got different traumas different experiences what does that healing process look like Mm. and like you said it's different for everybody of course i'm really passionate about eft Mm. yet it's one tool and in my practice i use more than one tool Mm. and um it's really important for 
I think for somebody to listen to themselves, become in tune with themselves and to trust themselves. Mm. I think that's priority one because it's really easy to just listen to uh, this specialist or this doctor and take this pill or that pill without actually exploring and questioning is this the right way for me Mm. or how can we holistically look at what I'm experiencing the medical model has a great place. It really does. How can we support that? Even if it's, well, I can support myself by going for a walk every day or I can support myself by trying different techniques and finding which one feels right for me or which practitioner right feels right for me because it's finding the right practitioner in itself can be a bit of a journey. Like, as you know, it has to yeah. be the pri- right practitioner and the right technique and often the right timing, but the biggest advice is to take your journey slowly. Like we're often so hard on ourselves. Yeah. Oh, we should be over that now. It's a common mm. thing we're told in, mm. in society. You should be over that now. Why aren't yeah. you over that? Well, I'm sorry, you don't get over trauma. Yeah. That's not how we heal trauma. Healing mm, yes. trauma is really honouring ourselves. Mm. If we're not honouring ourselves, then th- there's no healing. Mm. There's no space for healing. Yeah, and what role does EFT play in that that trauma healing? EFT for me plays a major role because it's such a simple technique. People don't have to retell their stories. There's only one technique in EFT where you tell a story, but it's very systematic. Mm-hmm. So anytime there's a, a spike in emotion, then we apply EFT to that spike is a zero. Then we start the story to the next spike. And then we work with EFT to that's a zero until we get through the whole story with a, a zero. And then from that moment, if that person has to share that story again, they don't have any trauma response. But for the most part with EFT, we don't need to go into a story. It's really quite quick. When we compare it with, say, CBT, one of the recent studies found that EFT took, I think it was uh, two months to get the same results CBT took six months to get and at the 12-month uh, follow-up, EFT results still were the same, oh, wow. if not better. They had not gone backwards at all because once you rele- release it from the body as well as the mind, and I think that's one of the big differences with EFT because it is a mind-body technique, the body is not holding on to that trauma. Yeah. And if you have more stuff come up, it's just more layers. So often... If we work on a surface layer of trauma, what our psyche is ready for to work on, once that's resolved, then the next layer can come up. And sometimes I think working on complex trauma can be really like that. It's layer by layer. If it's just from a car accident, sometimes that can be resolved just in one session. I remember I was doing a presentation at a networking event once and I only had five minutes to do a demonstration. And the person who volunteered was an ex-paramedic. He'd had a workplace accident. He'd had an acquired brain injury and he'd had uh, a hip replacement. So he was in pain all the time. And when we started, he rated his anxiety as a 10 plus. And he was crying, he was shaking. In five minutes, he rated a zero. And because he had volunteered, I said, look, I just want to make sure you're okay, so please come for a free session and we'll have a full session. Mm. 
And two weeks later, he was still a three out of ten. He had not gone back to that ten plus in that time. Mm. We resolved that three out of ten and now he doesn't respond to anyone mentioning that accident at all anymore or thinking about it. And that's how powerful it can be, particularly when you get to a root cause. For him it was easy. It was one accident. So we're really able to resolve that quite quickly. And that's so exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's very, very interesting. And I want to kind of ask you, because in this, um, in EFT, like you're saying, it doesn't involve them having to retell their story. It's all about like that emotional release. Does, do you find that people, because obviously the results that you were talking about, the, the sustainable over a period of 12 months, do you feel that people need to process their trauma and actually understand their trauma in order to, to heal from it long term? Or what's kind of your viewpoints on that? Not always. Sometimes we don't. Like for him... He didn't remember the accident mm. even. So we couldn't even, couldn't even work on the memory if we had it. But the processing happens just naturally. Yeah. As you apply EFT, different insights will come up. Sometimes different memories will come up. Mm. But sometimes people just don't need that understanding because they're able to release that trauma so it's not holding them back anymore. Mm. There's that period of uh, adjusting to what's a new and normal. Well, I don't have this anymore. Sometimes we can identify with a health condition or with a trauma so much. If that has gone, well, who am I? Mm. Because we've identified with it so much if we've lived with it a long time. Yeah. You know, if I, if I don't feel upset anymore because this thing happened, then maybe that makes it okay and some people are worried about that. Well, it's not making anything okay. Like I remember all well, my traumas quite clearly, probably more clear than ever. But I don't have that trauma response to them anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's super interesting. And even on the the fact that we're talking about trauma and people that have gone through distress and experiences, how do people rebuild their lives? We were talking about going through an adjustment, and simple adjustments could be like I was near this executive at this job working, and now I'm unemployed. That's a massive adjustment for someone to go through. Absolutely. And, it, and the the motivation you can imagine would be low people feeling like there's no purpose worthless could spiral down to depression depending but i'm just curious like how do people rebuild after such a distressing experience Mm. i think it's not going to be something that happens like that Mm. if you've had a major shift say if you look at my story i lost my business pretty much overnight i went from working 50 weeks to nothing i was doing day-long bushwalks and Mm. then i couldn't walk anymore That was a massive adjustment and that took time. So the important thing is to honour where you're at and be kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. Have the right help. Seek the help that's good for you. Mm -hmm. That's really important. We can't always do it by ourselves. And if we've had a big shift like that, we can't do it by ourselves. Mm -hmm. We need someone to support us, walk beside us in that journey of recovery and building a life that may be even better you know, for me, even though I can't do day-long bushwalks anymore, I love my life more than I ever did mm. back then. I've learnt so much from my health challenges and it's made me a better practitioner. So we look at, well, what can I learn from this? Yes, this is a really shitty experience and I don't like it, but how can it make me better at, at being me? What new uh, interests can I find that I can do? We can see it as an opportunity for opening our minds. Mm. I sought other education. Well, what can I learn now? 
What can I can't massage ever again, but what can I do? Mm. There'd be a lot of fear associated with trying to rebuild and trying Absolutely. to Absolutely. So like how do people get past that fear, right? Because that's like a, a massive barrier. EFT. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had EFT then, honestly. I would yeah. if I had EFT in those days, I'm sure my recovery probably would have been faster, but it is one of the gentle ways. And but I don't again I don't think that there is one way. I think we need to look at things yeah. holistically. Um, people, you know, they might need to look at revise their work, like in the example that you gave. If you've been an executive and all of a sudden you can't be anymore, it's taking time to build those skills, explore yourself. Mm. What is it you want? Mm. What's another aspect of yourself do you want to explore now? Because there's so many opportunities out there. Yeah. Especially now with the internet. Um, can I have a relationship even though I have this chronic illness? Well, another it's another opportunity for self-exploration to love ourselves despite not being able to be this thing we projected or had in our minds that we should be. Mm. And it's a chance to rebuild ourselves. But it takes time and it's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. For me, nature, you know, is essential. Other people don't connect to nature. I don't understand it but... <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's not everybody's thing to connect with nature or to have a water dragon mm. sit on their leg. I think it's cool. A it's water dragon sit on your leg? Yeah. What's by a the water river. dragon? It's a lizard. I can uh, show you uh, a photo uh, later. A big sit lizard? On your leg. Yeah, yeah, they're like this big. <laughs> what? Yeah, by the river. That you don't know, it's not your water dragon. Yeah, they're wild. <laughs> they, fight, they fight over me. Who gets to sit on me? Are they violent? No, only to each other. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, yeah. If nah, the alphas are around you, he won't let any yeah. others near me. Yeah. If the alpha lizards around, he won't let the others near me. You know? Oh, really? Yeah, no. How big are they? That big? Uh, the males are like this big, yeah. <laughs> Just so you're aware, it's like the size of an arm, if you're listening to yeah. it. It's like the size of an arm. And Cardi's just like casually, yeah, just let us sit on my leg. Are they fat as well, skinny like eels? Oh, they're skinny. They're, they're like this. Like a snake. The males have red chest. <laughs> like a snake. No, they got legs. <laughs> That is like so crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> that is a... Wow. They got what? A red chest. The males have a red chest. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, to scare away the other males and to get attention from the chicks. Are they venomous? No. They bite? They can bite. Oh. But they don't sharp bite me. Do they have sharp teeth? Uh, they, they do. They have sharp claws too because they climb trees and oh. dig in the ground and they can stay underwater for 90 minutes. Can you believe that? Wow. 90 Same. minutes. They're amazing. Can you, Femi? Yeah, I can stay underwater for 90 minutes, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> How hard could it be? 90 minutes? 90 well, minutes. That's just a movie. An yeah. hour and a half, yeah. Yeah. You can watch a movie under <laughs> Do this podcast underwater <laughs> I'm going to do the whole thing underwater As soon as we got the technology To allow me to do that I'm there I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. Yeah. So everyone's strategy for recovery Is going to be different Yeah. And that's yeah. where finding the right support And seeing it as an opportunity As hard as it is There's always opportunities in all of Life's difficulties as well That's certainly one thing I've I've learned from my experience. 100%. And I really, really agree with that. And I I think that, I think as soon as a lot of people, because I think sometimes we we focus on things that are outside our control, like circumstances. And when we focus and we have that thought process that, you know, things are only positive that are things that are outside our control. Like when this pandemic 
fixes up, then then life is going to be better. But as soon as we can t- internalize it and think about, okay, well, how can I make now exactly really good? And that's powerful. Which kind of leads me on to my next question because I saw on your website you're very big on empowerment and giving people back the power. What are some of your best tips and strategies that you use? And you might have shared some of them already, but like, how do you give people back the power when everything feels all lost? Sure. So mm. with EFT, the whole technique is really about giving someone their power because as a practitioner, you tap on yourself and they follow you and you're using their words. You're not using the words. You're not reframing their words mm. because you want to use the exact words. Otherwise, it's not going to land for them. And any insights, they actually come up from them. We don't, as practitioners, need to try and change their beliefs yeah. because it just happens naturally in the process. And what's more empowering than that to get than getting an insight? Mm. With our knowledge, we can build on those insights and connections. For example, uh, one of my clients had come, uh, she'd been in a relationship that had a lot of domestic violence and had really impacted her uh her self-esteem and we're working on that and then one day it occurred to her that her boyfriend actually reminded her of her uncle i'm like okay so i could explore that well how are they similar and so i could use my knowledge as a social worker then to build on that new insight that had come from Mm. her and strengthen that but essentially with eft that it's so empowering because that comes from the client rather than being directed yeah. by the practitioner, yeah. which I really love. And I don't think many techniques really do that. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I just got one last thing that I want to ask you that's been lingering on my head since you mentioned at the start. You said like if you have a neck pain, you do some tapping and then you wake up and you feel a bit better. Yeah. Can you show us like what that kind of looks like? Oh, for sure. For sure. So, you know, you have to- And maybe show it to the camera as well because I'm going to yeah. probably get people to do this. Great. So EFT, we can do a little bit of basic EFT together if you like. Yeah. Do you have a discomfort in your body? Yeah, yeah my neck. neck. Oh, so your neck. Great. So if you tap along with me. So we're going to start on our side of our hand. And with EFT, we always do a setup statement. So it's going to have two parts. The first is going to be acknowledging the pain in the neck mm-hmm. or the discomfort. And the second part is a self-affirmation. So before I start, I just want to make sure the self-affirmation is comfortable for you to say. Because if it's not comfortable, it's not going to feel good. So if I was to say, even though I have this really sore neck, I love and accept myself, would that feel comfortable for you to say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's start. So just tap on the side of your neck. Oh, my neck. Oh, my neck. Your neck, sorry. Your hand. I was going to say. Your little finger side of your hand tapping. And just... Repeat my words, even though even though I have this pain in my neck. I have this pain in my neck. I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. And if you were to rate that pain in the neck out of 10 with um, zero being no pain and 10 being the most pain, where would it be? Probably three. Yeah, about three or four. four. Yeah. Three or four? Okay. So even though... Even though... I have this pain in my neck. I have this pain in my neck. And it's a three or four. And it's a three or four. I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. Just for being me. Just for being me. Even though. 
Even, Even though, though I have this pain in my neck. I have this pain in my neck. It's a three or a four. It's a three or a four. And it's a pain in the neck. And it's a pain in the neck. I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. And that pain in the neck. And, and that, that pain, pain in the neck. And so next we're going to tap through um, some, uh, they call it sequence points, yeah. with reminder words or phrases. So tapping with me again. This pain in my neck. This pain in my neck. In between your eyebrows. This pain in my neck. This pain in my neck. The side of your eyes. It's a three or a four. It's a three or a four. Under your eyes. This pain in my neck. This pain in my neck. Under your nose. It's a three or a four. It's a three or a four. It's a pain in my neck on your chin. It's a pain in my neck. We can tap on the side of your thumb. It's a pain in my neck. It's a pain in my neck. It's a three or a four. It's a three or a four. It's a real pain in my neck. It's a real pain in my neck. This pain in my neck. This pain in my neck. Breathing in. Out, stretching, yawning. Okay, so tuning into your necks. And where would you rate that discomfort currently between zero and ten? It might have gone up, it might be the same, or it might have gone down. <laughs> Maybe like a two or a three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like think just, it's gone down like, yeah, like just slightly. slightly. Just yeah, slightly. slightly. Yeah. <laughs> so we've only done one round and it's already gone down slightly. Yeah. So yeah. a normal session would be an hour. Jeez. Oh, wow. That's actually intense. And I know that a lot of people, I heard this one technique where people, when people are anxious, they hold ice. Is that a form of tapping as well or is that something? Oh, the ice technique's a bit that would, be, di- that would yeah. be different. Yeah. Okay. What that would be uncomfortable. Huh? What technique is that? It's the ice, it's, it's, that's a whole separate thing. Uh, that's that, a whole I was just curious. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I thought it was part of Taffy Mart. No, no. Because it was like, anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> wow, that was cool. That was actually cool. That was actually cool. <laughs> that was actually cool. And so it's that simple. Like yeah. If people can use it for themselves for anxiety, for example. Mm. If they're anxious about an exam or driving or whatever they're anxious about. Um, they can do the, the finger points and nobody would know. Like if you're in a stressful meeting mm. or if you've got a stressful client or patient, you could be squeezing your fingers and it's reducing your cortisol mm. in that moment and no one would know that you're self-regulating. Mm. Yeah. That's powerful. That is it. Yeah. That's amazing. Awesome. No, I, I really enjoyed this chat. I think that it's That's been, been amazing. So yeah, mm. I think that we've learned a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And anyone that's at home that wants to try that out, um, do it. Go for it. And <laughs> Make I, sure you watch the YouTube video because we got yeah, a live exactly. demonstration. We'll probably put it on Instagram as well. Um, possibly. Possibly, probably. Yeah, probably. More, yeah. Yeah, yeah, more yeah likely we will, than yeah, not, will, but yeah. no promises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not binding myself to anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, so if they wanted to find you or speak to you a little bit more, they want to get a little bit more in-depth uh, conversation about it, where do they find you? Just go to my website, embraceempowerment.com. Awesome. And all the information is there. Amazing. Awesome, awesome. And I'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well because I think this is such a powerful um, technique for, for people to be aware of, especially if they don't, they're the type that don't like to, you know, we talk about their traumas. This is such a great tool and technique that people can utilise, which I would highly, highly encourage people yeah. to do. And just for people, if you do have deeper traumas, Go to a practitioner. Mm. A lot of people will do EFT online, like there's an EFT summit coming up, 
And I think that that's all EFT. And there's practitioners who, who don't go to training. Mm. So make sure you go to a practitioner who has, has actually completed EFT training. Mm. Mm. Yeah, sure. Good advice, good advice. Very good advice. Awesome. Well, look, you guys already know where to find us, everything at Nick and Femi. And as always, if you guys are looking, um, what is it again? Our program, no. What I have it? no idea what he's talking about. I have no about. idea, so just look, ignore if that. If you want to yeah. jump on to www. Oh, wait, no, just rechargewellness.com.au as well. That is the program if you want a bit more information about how, um, you know, if you want a bit more help in terms of like stress and anxiety and you want to make sense of it all, have a chat with me, Nick, or the rest of our team. Um, so that's yeah. what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. you didn't say it well. So jump on to rechargewellness.com.au, click get started. If you want some free resources or understanding on stuff, um, it's all there. So jump on there, guys. Awesome, awesome. Bakadine, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And we will see you guys next week for another episode of the Uncovered Podcast with Nick. And (laughs) thanks.